Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and co-host... Sonia Mohammed. Hello, Sonia. Hi. Okay. Well, excited to be back. Happy New Year, everyone. 2019. Big year. Big year ahead. Well, excited. Excited to jump into this. Today, we are going to talk about the concept of mindset. Mindset, uh, the psychological death term by Carol Dweck, the psychologist out of Stanford University. So we're going to explore what mindset is, fixed and growth mindset, and how it relates to our work with Nature Unplugged. So before we get going, we have a few announcements and uh, some housekeeping stuff. So let's, um, let's go through that. So first of all, we're very excited to announce the launch of our Nature Unplugged YouTube channel. And so we are going to be, we already have it up, we're going to be adding to it, but we have a variety of short videos, um, tips and tricks, uh, tools, educational videos to create wellness with technology and reconnect with nature. And our podcasts are also up there. And we're going to have, you know, sort of a wide variety of resources. And uh, I think it'll be a great platform for us to Put stuff out there. Yeah, and we're also getting ready to uh, launch our Nature Unplugged workbook. This is something that we used to use with our um, coaching clients, still do, I suppose, um, but we have been working on it and updating it so that it is uh, a self-guided tool that individuals can use, families can use, uh, etc. And it includes a lot of the concepts that we've been talking about on this podcast. Um, it looks at mindset and mindfulness, uh, movement and play, leadership, et cetera, relationships with technology and nature and how to improve those. And uh, it's it's exciting. We've really enjoyed working on it, and we hope to have a release date here for you soon. Thanks, Sonia. Mindset. What is mindset? Mindset's a pretty broad topic. I think it can be, or it can definitely be defined many different ways, depending on who you're talking to. So to be specific and to get everyone on the same page, we're talking about mindset as defined by psychologist Carol Dweck. And she talks about mindset as a set of beliefs or attitudes people hold about themselves and their abilities. And specifically, she talks about two different kind of main aspects of mindset. One being fixed mindset. The definition of fixed mindset is people, or what fixed mindset's all about is that People with a fixed mindset believe their qualities and abilities are fixed or static with little room for improvement. And then on the flip side, there's growth mindset. So people with a growth mindset believe their abilities can be developed and improved with time, dedication, and hard work. And I think this is, the concept's pretty simple and fairly intuitive. I think a lot of us would, have, would know about this from our own experience without, um, you know, necessarily reading the book 
mindset by Carol Dweck. But it's really a powerful thing to become aware of, right? I um, I really resonated with this, and we have talked, we touched on this in past episodes. But uh, for many, many years, when I was growing up, I struggled in uh, areas of school such as math and science and I really truly believed that I was just born with uh, a limited capacity for dealing with numbers and sort of went into went into school went into math algebra calculus etc with a just an understanding of deep a deeply held belief that I was not going to do well and it didn't really matter if I studied or uh you know, got extra help from the teacher. I went to tutoring. I was just no good at this, and I was gonna uh, maybe not fail, but kind of just barely get by. And on the flip side, I noticed in sports, particularly in the, in ocean sports, surfing, bodyboarding, that kind of stuff, I had uh, maybe I had some natural ability, and I really enjoyed doing it. But I had this this mindset that was very much like. I can do anything, any type of maneuver, right? Any type of wave. I just need to practice. And it was very much a growth mindset space. And it wasn't until I was older, probably early, my early college years, where I was, um, where I kind of ha- became more aware of this in terms of my, my academics and math and science and was able to start applying some of the growth mindset practices to that uh that aspect of my work my work my academics and it was really incredible what happened i think you know i'm not a mathematician today but i do i did ended up doing fairly well in those subjects and um and learned to actually enjoy them when i when i started to to change my mindset and put some time in and, and some effort similar to how i did with with sports yeah, and a lot of them, a lot of Carol Dweck's work around this is in the educational realm. I mean, she looks at this and I think was inspired to do this work um, in in sort of researching the dynamic between uh, student success and persistence and the relationship with their mindsets and, and what their mindsets were and how that was being reinforced in the classroom and at home. Um, and so... Uh, Quite a bit of what's in that book as, as well is how to nurture a growth mindset and how to praise hard work versus, um, oh, you're so smart or you did well in that test because, you know, you're so smart versus, oh, you know, you got an A, that's so great. Um, you know, you must have worked really hard and studied really hard for that and, and really cultivating this sense of hard work and time and, and the ability to improve rather than um, a natural sort of gift that you might have at birth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, totally. Great book. I think we'll, we'll definitely link it in the show notes, but the book is called Mindset, again, by Carol Dweck. Worth checking out. Um, but if you don't have time to read the book, this will do. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to I share that I first heard about this, about Carol Dweck's work. This was probably... Yeah, a couple years ago. Maybe four years ago, something yeah. something like that. Um, Sonia and I had the chance to see Saul Khan, who's the founder of the Khan Academy. If you're not familiar with the Khan Academy, it's a wonderful, 
wonderful uh, online kind of tutoring. They just offer a whole bunch of different um, resources resources for school, for all sorts of ages and subjects. Um, and Saul uh, talked a lot about his, his uh, learning about mindset and Carol Dweck's work and how that was in many ways foundational to... I guess his inspiration and motivation with the Khan Academy and creating the Khan Academy where where I think he saw this. Um, I think his personal story is that he was tutoring his I think nephew or niece or cousin and uh, they were, were struggling in math and, and he kind of was able to to work with this person on their not only their the the skills, the math skills, but but also on their mindset and saw how much of an improvement was made when they um, started believe, to develop, yeah. yeah, develop this growth mindset and believe yeah. that they could do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was an incredible, I hadn't heard about um, the Khan Academy until we heard him speak, and I also hadn't heard about mindset until we heard him speak. Um, yeah, and it's an, it's incredible work that he's doing, and it's an important message that he's getting out there. Um, with the Khan Academy and then spreading the idea of growth mindset um, and embodying, you know, that spirit by Carol Dweck as he shares his tools and resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so how does this relate, how does mindset relate to our work at Nature Unplugged? And I, I, you know, when I think about it, it's very similar to how Saul Khan talks about mindset with the Khan Academy. And it's, it's really... You know, we're asking people, whether through coaching or workshops, uh, retreats, to broaden their awareness and try things new in terms of their relationship with technology and with nature. So it could be, and oftentimes this is very uncomfortable for people to change their routine, to maybe um, create intentional spaces in their day without tech and um I think anytime you're doing something new or stepping into an unfamiliar space, that this growth mindset, the concept of mindset is really valuable uh, for people to to um, not just try it once and say, no, I'm like, I'm no good at this. I'm no good at nature or or whatever, mindfulness or whatever it is. And um, no, to look at it as very much a practice and something that they have the capacity to to step into and to to cultivate. So something we really like to talk about that's on a similar, it's not quite the same as mindset, but it's sort of in the same realm, is the concept of kind of comfort zone, or the different zones of comfort, we could say. <laughs> so we talk about this this a lot in our in our workshops, retreats, coaching, and it really goes hand in hand with with mindset. And the concept is, if you could imagine in your mind's eye a target, like a dartboard, in the very center would be, so the center circle would be your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is familiar and safe. There's uh, no risk or little risk and also little to no growth there. Comfort zone for... You know, this looks different for different people. It could be uh, a bowl of ice cream. It could be uh, hanging out on the couch watching Netflix, uh, reading a book. You know, anything that's really comfort comfortable to you and 
isn't pushing you outside of your of that uh, comfort zone. And then if you take the next step out, out from that center circle, the next zone would be the learning zone. And so this is an area where there are opportunities for growth. These are new experiences. You know, this might be, for example, in, in terms of Nature Unplugged stuff, um, going on a walk without your without any technology, smartphone or smartwatch or anything, and experiencing, you know, what that's like. Or, you know, for many people that could be comfort zone. Or maybe it's uh, going on a, a camping trip. Um, getting in an unfamiliar place, doing new things, and it kind of forces us to adapt and learn and grow. And it's uncomfortable at times, uh, but that's this is a really amazing place where a lot of growth happens and a lot of, I think we raise our awareness in this, in this space as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you go out further, so you've got comfort zone in the center, next circle is learning zone the next circle out is would be the panic zone or excessive risk zone and so this is kind of stepping way outside uh, the comfort zone past the learning zone and you are more in survival mode and so this is not necessarily that helpful either just just as just as staying in your comfort zone all the time isn't um, very helpful if you just jump into the panic zone, this is an area where you're going to go into fight or flight. You know, I like to use the example in in surfing. You know, if you're a beginner, going right into really uh, large waves, intense conditions. If you're not prepared for that, or if you haven't uh, done the proper work to get there, it's not going to be a good experience, and you're not really going to learn. It's just going to be uh, trying to survive that situation. And so the concept is that. The more we can step out of our comfort zone into our learning zone, the more we're going to um, you know, learn and grow, obviously. And these the circles kind of grow where you're, soon your learning zone becomes more your comfort zone. And even places that were your panic zone become over time can become your learning zone. And basically your circle of uh, where you can go and how you operate in the world just expands and expands and expands instead of I think the opposite, which is if you stay in your comfort zone a long time, uh, what you can do, where you can go, just becomes smaller. Yeah, great. So I think like another way to um, offer an example or explain this with one maybe activity is, um, say you're com- or I'm I'm comfortable with camping, um, but only in certain conditions. So I'm most comfortable in camping when it's like seventy to eighty degrees outside. You know my my gear needs are pretty minimal. The extremeness of the weather is pretty mellow. I've got my food with me. I've got my car with me. That would be my comfort zone with camping. And then um, a learning zone might be, for me right now, is, is still probably going on backpacking trips. Um, you know, no car. You're packing in and packing out all your food and waste. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not totally panicking, but there are some skills that I'm missing that I need to develop and learn when I'm out there. Hopefully I have some people with me who can support me. But I've got enough foundation um, to be in that experience and learn and grow from it. Whereas um, a panic zone might be doing like a really extreme backpacking trip um, where there's probably significant elevation that I'm hitting, maybe some extreme weather, maybe some snow, um, and I would probably be freezing and freaking out 
and I'd be in my panic zone and I would just be thinking about surviving and getting that experience over with, um, probably not really holding on to anything I'm learning and, um, yeah, just totally operating in survival zone. So that, that might be, uh, helpful to think about it in one activity, what those zones look like. Um, but then of course, you know, the more I backpack, the bigger, um, you know, that bigger the the zones come for me, like backpacking probably becomes just in my comfort zone and then maybe doing sort of an extreme weather backpack or extreme elevation backpacking trip um, would eventually move into my learning zone. Absolutely. Yeah, well put, well put. And to connect this back to the mindset stuff, you know, um, we talked about this, like, you know, where you feel comfortable kind of gets smaller and smaller with a fixed mindset that's kind of what happens we stay in our comfort zone i stay with what i'm sort of naturally or what i perceive as naturally good at and uh with a um, growth mindset uh it's the opposite we step into our learning zone and you know we spend more and more time there and that our learning zone grows and we become more comfortable in all sorts of different spots and as Sonia mentioned your panic zone eventually can become your learning zone. Yeah, and a lot of the things we're challenging and encouraging folks to do and ourselves to do um, is teetering on the border of learning zone and panic zone often. Um, you know, it's really new and different and potentially scary. And, um, you know, we have to be aware of what we're feeling and, and how we're pushing ourselves and, and knowing that getting into that panic zone isn't ideal, like staying in the learning zone is ideal um and and then not you know necessarily using technology potentially as an escape or shying away from nature um out of fear or uncertainty around that experience okay next up sonia this is very exciting we have a segment of new news and for those of you who don't know new is an acronym for nature unplugged and you new news and often our the news we're featuring is is geared around tech because that's the the um, topic that we tend to find some more interesting, funny, novel things in. Um, but what we want to share with you today is an article we found about um, a nature Christmas story, um, and this is taking place in um, Newfoundland, and so it's in Canada, uh, Corner Brook, well, Corner Brook, Newfoundland. Um, but basically. The Can we say nature uh, nature holiday story for those of, for people that don't celebrate Christmas? Oh sure, um, a nature holiday story that happens to take place on Christmas Day. Um, anyway, so there's a natural history society. There's a natural history society in Cornerbrook, and they organized a outing on Christmas Day for kids in the community to go birding, basically. And so they have some pictures in this article. It's got these little kids uh, totally geared up in their winter weather gear, and there's snow in the background. They've got their binoculars. Um, and this uh, this society, the, like the community, basically um, came together and taught these young people about the birds in the community and what they might expect to see and then took them birding, you know, told them this is what we're looking for. Here's some snacks. Here's some binoculars. Um, let's go spend Christmas morning looking at birds and exploring the, the natural area. That's great. Yeah. What do you think about that? Would you ever do that? You're pretty into birds. I love birds. I would do that. I do do that. It's not a, it, part of my uh, holiday ritual at this moment, mm-hmm. but 
I kind of have a daily casual birding routine <laughs> that I do. Every time I'm on a walk, I'm basically ready to rock for birds. I don't bring my binoculars all the time, but... Yeah. I often find myself wishing I had binoculars on walks. Maybe that's a thing that I could start doing. Bring them. Yeah. I would also say that you do um, driving safaris where when we're on the five, you're pretty much looking out for birds too. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily recommended if you're driving, oh, but yeah, I do it. I do see a lot of hawks out there on the freeways and the roads. Uh, but I do also pay attention to driving. Yes. Awesome. New news. A, a group of Canadians looking at birds over the holidays. Beautiful. Okay, well, that'll wrap up our episode today of the Nature Unplugged podcast. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. We are now on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Very exciting. Um, also, be sure and visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. Uh, you can also reach out to us directly from our website. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for the show, or potential guest. You know, we'd love to hear from you. All right, thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. We will be with you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm letting